to Expounded Universe, Season 15, Episode 1, The Big Ol' Fucking Hole. The book, Supernatural, Witches Canyon, by Jeff Marriott, I think. The year, 2007, with your hosts Jeff and John. Chapters are the prologue, and then one through three. Let's go! everybody welcome back to expounded universe i as always am your host uh this time under a little duress joined as always by the constant source of my ire my good friend and co-host john john how are you i'm doing wonderful there is nothing about this that i am not absolutely excited for uh, yeah we're reading because i i loose the reins a tiny bit i let john pick a book and because there aren't any more uh, like Star Trek and X-Men crossover books, this is where we landed. Yeah, all the rest of those are comic books, and we're not allowed to do that. I mean, I have them. Do you want to do them? <laughs> I have a whole pile of stuff people have sent us over the years to review that we don't review. And I don't know what to do with it. People, people have sent me board games, comic books, toys. There is an N-gauge in the mail to us right now. At a certain point, we are going to have to to, to sort of break down and make a, a new show where we review literally anything. Ah. It'll be just called, it, it, you know, I know Andy Daly already did this and it was a whole show and it was super popular and everything, but... Clearly, we will just we're just going to become freelance reviewers. Oh yeah, well I mean I figure we could make a show where the whole gimmick is we'll review whatever you send us. Yes, and it's just called the hall. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you send us, we we won't we're not sending it back, but we will make an episode about it if we want to. No promises. <laughs> That's I'm not, right. Yeah, I, I'm trying to save some face here and prevent from having to record like an episode about a garbage bag or something that someone mailed us. I mean, you never know. Yeah, so it might be. Full I of, might. It might be full of cash. If you send me a garbage bag full of cash, I'll give a positive review to that garbage bag full of cash. <laughs> I'll go to its iTunes or Stitcher page. <laughs> Five-star review, great garbage bag full of cash. Would receive again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're reading a Supernatural book because I let John pick one for once. Yeah. Now, John, tell us about the book you chose and why. So, this is Witch's Canyon. I picked this one honestly because of a couple reasons one of course is the setting on the back that if you uh, were with us for our ending episode for mall lockdown when we read the back of the book mm -hmm. you know that this takes place near the grand canyon and it, it it seems like there's going to be a lot of skirting towards maybe offensive stuff with like native spirits and things yeah there's a lot of references to the to natives and spirits so Spirit i was like animals Ooh, i cannot wait and then also the cover of this is very clearly from like season one or two of supernatural mm -hmm. because they're just way more baby-faced and especially uh padalecki is so just shaggy looking in this oh he's okay he's the one who's got the male model kind of pose going right oh yeah. yeah all right i mean it's not like i don't know these two guys i've seen them in other things but uh but yeah just to make sure oh yeah 
Now, which one's Sam and which one's Dean on the cover? So, Dean is on uh, the left. Sam is the one on the right. Okay, very good. Uh, that's, that does not really f- square away with the, uh, the the chapters I was reading based just on their their immediate look when I'm looking at them. What, if you had asked me based on the two, I would have been like, all right, the one on the left, like his jacket is closer to buttoned up and he's standing a little more straight at attention. I was going to guess he was the college educated brother. Indeed not. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, I would have guessed the reverse based on my absolute lack of knowledge about this. This is my first time doing anything involved in Supernatural other than listening to John ramble on about it. And I don't even do that, really. Oh, only when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing you talk about. (laughs) I barely ever ramble on my wayward son. (laughs) Uh, I mean, ramble on is a different song, but I will take it. Yeah. It's a nice Led Zepp song that, that I think everyone enjoys. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, it feels like it's set in the first couple seasons. I mean, okay, I'll, uh, the reason I'm saying that it feels like it's from the first couple seasons of the show, I don't know. There's probably a hundred books that are about Supernatural. Uh, not really. I mean, in the dedications for this, you can see there were only two when this one came out. Right. Uh, and I think there's maybe, like... Probably less than a dozen, maybe around that number. Oh, okay. Well, in any event, the reason I was going to say it feels like it's from early in the show is because the book goes out of its way to really lay it on thick with the introductions. But I have to assume that's for people like me who are like, hell yeah, I'll buy a book called Supernatural, Witches Canyon. Hopefully it's about something I've never heard of. Vagina. (laughs) What's that now? Stranger? Never heard of that before. Vagina, I think I drove through there on my way through old Georgia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, th- there's a lot of time spent on introducing the brothers and how they've got a very special bond. <laughs> well, you have to especially spend so much time doing like, ah, oh, well, we got to establish what Dean is like and mm-hmm. what Sam is like. Yeah. Yeah, and and basically what we have here is a prologue and then three chapters of both setting up a licensed TV tie-in novel and setting up a a, uh, creepy haunted mystery. So there's very little happening and a lot more just sort of being laid down right now. Oh, there's a lot of groundwork being set here, which, you know, it's the first few chapters. That's fine. Yeah, so we can kick it off with the prologue, which is uh, important. You need the prologue because this book's about a haunting that occurs exactly every 40 years. Oh, yeah. Also wonderful and why I wanted this, because I was like, ooh, it's just like it. Except oh. it's every 27 years and not 40. Yeah, yeah. Here we're looking at something that happened in the, the late 60s. 66. Yeah, 66 is the last time this this 40-year haunting cycle happened. And we are following little Timmy home. Oh, God. the <laughs> The beginning of this, the prologue, is... So weird, because they need to establish that it is 1966, and the way they do that is by having this young kid, Mike, who is going home from the library, Mm -hmm. list every single TV show that exists in 1966. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just mention politics from roughly that era. Like, I sure do love that. President Kennedy! It's amazing to me because the entire thing is he is coming home from the library and he's like, oh, I don't want to miss the monkeys on TV. Mm-hmm. I sure do like the monkeys. Also, let me just start listing TV shows. Star Trek, Green Acres, Lost in Space, Combat, The Rat Patrol, 
Who's who wants 1966 TV shows? It's me, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey's way into TV. There's a the, uh, they try their uh, or the author tries his best to establish that this uh, establish this character who is never going to show up again, unless of course he is a ghost in the 40 year haunting cycle now, or he still lives in town because he would. Oh. You know, 40 years later, he's probably like 48-something years old or That's whatever. That's fair. He could still be in town. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, but he is riding home on his bike late from something or other. And oh, he's just, he spent too long at the library and he might miss the monkeys. That's what it was. He spent too long at the library and he was, the only reason he stayed at the library so long is because he was worried that he had to take home so many books that he wouldn't be able to fit them all in his bike basket. But good news, he didn't need that many books after all. Yeah. And he doesn't have his bike because he thought he was going to have too many for the bike so he didn't bring it yeah and uh he is planning what's what he's going to do when he gets home he's already missed the first song from the monkeys tv show but maybe he could catch the second song if he hurries but what if his little sister is watching the tv that he's going to have to bribe her to get away from it oh yeah his little sister might be watching gilligan's island <laughs> and then i'll have to bribe her or threaten her to change it back of course after that I'll get to watch I Dream of Genie and maybe the Rat Pack afterwards. Hi, everyone. It's 1966, and it's television time. I'm just mad at him for wanting to pass on Gilligan's Island so he can go watch any the monkeys. Hey, I I will never besmirch the good name of Gilligan's Island, but yeah. the monkeys, that was tight. Oh, the monkeys' music is tight. That show was garbage. Oh, that show was amazing. The, Don't you dare. No. <laughs> That's it. Next TV mastery is the monkeys. Fuck you. <laughs> no way. I'm grabbing the reins. <laughs> it's Gilligan's Island. <laughs> We're going to go back and forth. <laughs> We're just going to do the original Nick at Night lineup. We're just going to do just... every single TV show mentioned in this prologue. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do the Nick at Night lineup where we'd have to watch like My Three Sons and Dobie Gillis. <sighs> What's the uh, uh, identical cousins, whatever that's called. Yeah. The Haley Mills show. Yeah um Haley mills yeah Haley mills gonna need that one we're gonna uh, all the shows from the original lineup because eventually they were like all right we can't keep showing early 60s television and it was like late mid 80s stuff for a long time it's like roseanne yeah but back in the beginning back it was in the day all it was... just black and white crap but this kid's like i can't wait to i gotta turn it off from gilligan's island because i dream of genies on i'm like boy your priorities are the wrong place yeah I just I like God. Barbara Eden as much as the next guy, but but she's like third in line behind uh behind the uh, the other ladies on Gilligan's Island, <laughs> whose names I don't know, which kind of makes me wonder if maybe Barbara Eden isn't actually at the top of the list. Uh, hmm. I could probably come up with their names given five seconds. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as he's riding home, he I don't know he's he's off in his own little world of TV imaginings, and that's when he passes the old lady's house. Ah, uh, yes, Mrs. Izzy. Who everyone's like, ah, that's a creepy old lady because she wears a lot of black and a shawl and looks like she's in mourning. But yeah. she just moved here a few years ago and no one knows what her deal is. And so she's, you know, the kid or the kids in the town just sort of assume that she is a witch, basically. Yeah. And as he's riding past her house, he can't see his own house because of the ultra glaring bright lights of one of his neighbors in their garish Christmas displays. Which is how we know the time of year. Mm. Thank you for establishing that very well done So book. useful. Yeah. <laughs> Using context clues from description rather than just saying what day it is. That would have been great if you kept going like that. Boy, oh boy, it sure is a shame we've never been on the moon. I hope we get there in roughly three years. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, 
as he's making his way past the old lady, Mrs. Izzy's house, oh, uh, he thinks the the legend about her is that her, she had a son who died in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, but no one is no one's willing to ask her or talk to her about it to find out. Yeah, because again, she moved here recently-ish, and mm-hmm. if the son died in Vietnam, it happened before she moved here, so yeah. no one really knows. But as he's making his way past her house, out of the corner of his eye, he catches a flash of terrifying blur. Yes, he sees the flash. It's Barry Allen. <laughs> he sees the blur, and it's Clark Kent. <laughs> You can't drag us back to Smallville. I'll never <laughs> I'll never go back. More C W. <laughs> I didn't say no more CW. Uh anyway, he sees someone. He's like, is this guy coming back from a costume party or something? Cause I mean he basically just sees a uh, can, uh non a, a, a union soldier. A union soldier, which is such a weird thing to be haunting Arizona. Yep. I was like, oh that's <laughs> odd because he just describes it and you're like oh that's just that's, that's a, some union soldier that's a union soldier with uh, like a saber I, and everything i thought it might be the ghost of her son in parade dress uniform but no he's got a saber and it's the blue and gold so he's definitely he's civil war era oh yeah i mean maybe maybe it's <sighs> later than that like it could be Oh yeah, I suppose, but but I mean, they're, like they're, American they're, cavalry just outside of the Civil War. Yeah, but, it could yeah. be. It could be cowboy era, like some guy who who uh, left the army after the Union and went west. Yeah, that 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 might be what they're trying. It's not like this character matters. It's a it's a ghost who's going to go kill an old lady off screen. All of it. Oh so yeah. So who knows? But uh, that is the thing with ghosts in Supernatural is. They do a sort of flickery movement thing. Okay. So he kind of flickers out of existence and then back. And So that's descriptions of what you would have seen a ghost do on the television show and not just the writer coming up with ghosts. Yes. Okay. Everything that I have read so far in these first few chapters, I was like, all right, you're just trying to describe the shit that goes down in the show. All right, that's fine. Fair enough. Uh, but yes, he sees the ghost go behind Mrs. Izzy's house and head for the back. And he's like, oh, no, what to do? I'm just a young boy. Should I try and warn her or should I go home and phone the police? <laughs> I'll go home and watch Rat Pet Troop or whatever. Rat Patrol. <laughs> That'll help. Uh, I'm doing my part. Yes. Hopefully the man from Uncle and Get Smarter on. <laughs> but before he can basically decide to do either one of the things, he just hears Mrs. Izzy yelling out, getting murdered by probably this ghost. Yep, this uh, this union ghost who decided to visit and wreak some havoc. Yep. And that is our prologue, which again, most episodes of Supernatural do start with a, let's show a murder, and then we'll cut to the guys going to check it out. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, up until late, late in the show's life, it was largely a procedural. And uh, I, I think that procedurals are always going to start with the event. Yeah. Yeah, and this book's got two, at least. There's probably more coming, but so far we've read two. Oh, yeah. No, the like I said, the structure so far of this is so spot on for the show of, all right, do something in the past where someone died, cut to the brothers going to investigate it or finding out about it, mm-hmm. cut to someone else die, cut back to the brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, Eventually you get hooked on them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm hoping that when we're done with this book, that you too will be hooked on the brothers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, 
I, I doubt it. But it, the thing is, I've never watched Supernatural, but it was not out of any kind of vendetta or personal distaste born from anywhere. I just didn't start watching it. And then 10 years down the road, when it was somehow still going, I was like, well, I don't want to jump on the train now. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, I jumped on the train early because, like, procedural monster hunting is I know, straight it's, my jam. It's completely your thing. I, I, uh, I, it just didn't, it just didn't work for me uh, or not that I know. I've, I've never watched an episode. You I don't no, know. I don't know. Maybe it's the best show ever. Maybe. But certainly it's time for us to go beat those fucking brothers. That's right. Those fucking brothers. The fucking brothers. That's what they're known as, right? Like in fan circles. Yeah, that's right. In, yeah. in all of the various slash fiction, they are the fucking brothers. Yeah. And there's one of them's the alpha and the other one's the omega. And I, I think. Yeah. I mean, one's the beginning and one is the end. Uh huh. And- yeah, and one of them's a big old college boy, and the other one doesn't like being told what to do. Yeah, that's right. We gotta find out that Dean is kind of surly, and that Sam is smart and kind of a dick sometimes. Is that what he is? Okay, I guess. Yeah, basically, the, in this next chapter, the brothers have made their way out to the Grand Canyon, and they're all alone out there just at some random observation post, looking down into the Grand Canyon, when when Dean lets us all know that he just thinks it's some big hole. That sure is a big hole. And his brother is upset about that in a sort of Jimmy Neutron nerd way, where he's like, is that all you have to say? It's a canyon carved by millions of years of erosion. Don't you understand nature's beauty? Salt is sodium chloride. Yeah, no, I mean, especially first seasons, they were like, we really got to lean into... He's a college boy, so he knows smart guy things. I know the scientific classification for this bird. Oh, and also he has to be like the, oh, I, I like to eat healthy and have greens where Dean is like, give me a good old fashioned American hamburger from a diner. (laughs) They have both those things at diners. You guys should be fine. Then they are. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. The two of them (laughs) couldn't be different. In any more ways, but they get together and they they solve crimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they they do it as a family. Mm-hmm, yeah, and they uh, oh they do it as a family. And they make out. Right? <laughs> they, they also make out. Is that is that correct? Yes, obviously, constantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll come up in chapter five. They don't really have sex exactly, but they definitely have like hug contests, which is a thing that only strong brothers can do. Super, well, yeah, super strong brothers who both smell like trees and wood. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Dean famously smells of sandalwood. (laughs) Where Sam smells like the road. (laughs) If the road was made of oak. Oaky road. The oaky road. The old oaky finoki road is what they call me. (laughs) Jesus. This is Sam smells like the oaky (laughs) finoki. Done. It's told. You bitched me on it. Anyway, yeah, uh, Sam is upset that Dean has such a lack of of prosaic words to speak about the Grand Canyon and its massive significance. Yes. And this, of course, is just Dean winding up Sam being like, yeah, man, I know that it was eroded by the river. I'm not an idiot. I'm just, you know, messing with you because you think you're so much smarter than me. Yeah, they're both trying. They both think the other one's got the like trying to get the upper hand or whatever. But one of them is just like. It's a cool hole. The other one's like, don't just say it's a cool hole. Don't you try and say shit that's above my level, college boy, because you're not above my level. Okay, I know you don't like being told what to do. Don't tell me what I do and don't like. Let's make out. (laughs) Oh, you got something on your lips there. Let me get it for you. (laughs) 
just going to use my lips. It's the most logical thing to do. Absolutely. It's the best way I can get it. I don't think anyone would argue with that. <laughs> Nothing sexual about this. No, nope. Just one brother using his lips to remove detritus from the other brother's lips. <laughs> oh, now it's on my lips. <laughs> don't worry, Dino. I know what to do. <laughs> well, slash fic written. Ah, uh, Christ. But yeah, it's basically to set up, well, one of them went to college and the other one stayed there and did the family business. And the the chapters are done more or less from perspectives. This one's in Sam's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is careful because he views his brother as prickly and doesn't want to accidentally set him off. He's like, my brother, the one thing he hates is being told what to do. But the one thing he expects is to be told what to do. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my brother spent so much time just following orders from my dad that that's sort of what he is trained to do, mm-hmm. but he hates the idea of me, his little brother, telling him what to do. Yeah. Uh, so the two of them are out here, and, and they are already here to investigate the 40-year haunt, which I thought was kind of an interesting touch, but I'm sure John's about to tell me that's how it always is, uh, that they are not here. They don't Scooby-Doo their way into mysteries, so to speak. Uh, Not a lot. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times they're either already on the road going to the place yeah or like the opening scene murder will happen and then they'll be reading an article about it yeah like they're not gonna find the harlem globetrotters in a shack in the swamp that's (laughs) that's not their mo but here they're like yeah we have to hurry and get to town because the 40 year haunt cycle is about to hit and i don't want anyone to die because we weren't in town when it was supposed when it hit yeah this is just a stop at the grand canyon along the way apparently it is supposed to start tomorrow Mm mm-hmm and they are very close to the tiny town in which this story takes place. Yes, indeed. Can you remember it? Um, Fartley Springs? There it is. Okay. You I, got it in one. I'm I did so it. proud okay, of you. Okay, never change that. Don't correct me. <laughs> yes, and. Cedar Wells. <laughs> Fartley Springs. Fartley Barts. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, after the two of them bicker back and forth for a while, Sam spends a lot of time in memory going like okay well i didn't even get to see my mom die because because i was only six months old six months old to the day in fact when she got stuck to the ceiling by spectral fire and my father ordered my brother to take me out of the room and take me out of the house and then my father came out of the house too but i never saw my mom again no i think that's in the next chapter from dean's perspective whatever who cares it doesn't matter it's fucking it's we get one chapter it's just from backstory each, it's just backstory stuff it's just telling us what supernatural was so we aren't we aren't confused yeah yeah and also, the same thing happened to my girlfriend, Jessica Morse. Remember that name, by the way. I think Ooh. it was Moore, though. Um, Jessica Moore, who who also died the exact same way, because I didn't care about demons until I saw it happen to someone I loved and was old enough to know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What demon was that, John? The Yellow Eyes Demon. The Yellow Eyes Demon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who I think we've... I can't remember. I think we find out that's Azazel later on, but whatever. Okay. Does uh does Sito or Yugi have that Yellow Eyes Demon card? <laughs> yes. Yellow Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> you can tell me. I know all about the Yu-Gi-Oh. I know about the Yu-Gi-Oh. I played one of them in my Jump Force game yesterday. <laughs> that's the closest I've come to knowing anything about the Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh... <laughs> So, they yes. are going to leave. They're going towards 
Dean's famous Impala. Mm-hmm. Which, oh boy, it practically gets a chapter in and of itself. Oh, it should. It's a, yeah. it's the third character. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it does lighting for the boys. <laughs> and It's like the Millennium Falcon of the road. Look, it just likes to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it likes to it likes to have makeouts happen inside of it. It has that power. Uh but we're not making out. He's just got something on his lip and I have to get it off of there. <laughs> It's just getting smeared around. Hold on, let me... Uh. Oh, now it's in his mouth. I better get in there somehow. <laughs> As they are headed to the car, Sam hears crying in the woods and is like, oh, we got to help that person who's crying. And Dean, weirdly, is like, no, we need to get to town and do the mission. And I'm like, dude, crying in the woods, day before the ghost thing? How do you... That's almost definitely the mission. What is? What are you doing, buddy? I mean... From a reader perspective, you're like, oh, that's definitely some ghost out there. But, you know, from Dean's perspective, he's like, I don't want to get mixed up with someone that's crying because that sounds like emotions and I don't like those. I guess that's fair, but I feel like, I mean, I, I guess that's probably because I'm viewing this from a uh, a metagame perspective, more yes. to, so to speak, where where if I were these two guys and it was like, well, there's only our two cars out here at the Grand Canyon Observation Post and the other car's empty and I can hear crying in the woods. Someone's either about to throw themselves into the Grand Canyon, I should probably stop that, or it's the curse of the crying haunted ghost's mummy. I should probably get on that shit instead. Look, not everything is a case, man. Sometimes people are just crying. You gotta let it go. I love the idea that that, uh, that Dean or Sam would be like, no, we gotta pass on that one. That's definitely not, that. that's extraneous to the story structure. <laughs> that's just some lady. That's an extra. No need. <laughs> We're good pass meanwhile the director's like no no there's a ghost god damn it <laughs> i'm blanking on this whole thing <laughs> but yes they they go to investigate and sure enough it's a lady a hot lady a haunted lady a hot lid lady a hot lid lady yep that's right she's a hot, hot lid lady she's got a hot lid and it's over and she's a, crying because she kept trying to pick up this hot lid and she it's it's over a big steaming tray a hot dish <laughs> oh uh, man john if there was some lady out in the woods and she had a big steaming tray of hot dish oh man you'd be you'd be happy i'd be you? the happiest yeah. i'd be like oh my goodness a crying lady with hot dish let me help you <laughs> Do you need anything? You like need- someone to eat your hot dish? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wink. I'm talking about the tater tot casserole. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not talking about anything else. Who do you think I am? Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Heroes don't do that. Topical. Hey, now. Uh, but yes. And then we get a little bit more of some Dean characterization, which the second we find out it's a hot lady, Dean's into it. He oh, doesn't okay. care if it's someone crying in the woods unless it's someone he might go to pound town with mm. okay very good yeah, yeah. He, definitely because he is the super straightest guy we've ever encountered oh yeah yeah okay. look he loves vagina so much you guys I, I mean we all do there's a piggly wiggly there why do you keep talking about this tiny georgia town <laughs> oh man well just every time i go through there i have the best time in vagina <laughs> it's it's real small and i love being in there <laughs> Can't wait till I get into and then subsequently leave vagina. <laughs> Welcome to vagina, Georgia. Yep. Every time I come to vagina, I'm just like, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> oh, no, technically you're not in vagina right now. You're in the outskirts. This is called vulva. 
Both of those sound like they would make perfectly functional Georgia cities. I'm not lying to you. I'm not, I'm not if you lie. told me there was a city in Georgia just called Volva, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, I, sure. I assume. <laughs> I mean, is it in that one belt of Georgia that's cool, or is it just part of that shitty, the rest of it? The shitty rest of it. <laughs> Welcome to the shitty rest of Georgia. <laughs> we don't like Volva here. <laughs> that, that's our crosstown rivals in football. <laughs> Here in Foreskin, Georgia, we do things the God-given Christian way. <laughs> oh, Lord, this episode. <laughs> this has gotten off of the rails, and I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, they, they, they meet a woman in the woods. She is crying, and they go up to try and help her, and she... She's crying because her husband died two years ago. Yeah, this is the anniversary of her husband's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so every year they used to come out to this spot and get down and sexy. Yep. And so now she went to their fuck spot and cried about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, they try and be nice and then find out a little bit about, like, the town. Yeah, they're like, so tell me about this Fartley Springs. Is it, uh... Is it a nice place? And she's like, it's tiny. It's a it's a one horse, two two horse town. It's a one two horse town. One and two horses town. <laughs> it's two one horses towns. And it ain't big enough for the two of them. <laughs> There's a main street and a Grand Avenue, and both of them are about three blocks total. So, and, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna go into town and find uh, lodging. Don't go to the bite wee They've got cockroaches bigger than cows yeehaw i don't know why i'm giving her a southern accent she's a city girl who doesn't like it out here yes it was just her uh ex-husband who used to absolutely love it here and it was his dream to have a ranch and now she's stuck with it Mm -hmm. and wants to sell it off and these boys don't look like they're the buying types nah they're not the types to settle down in any one place no they're roaming around town to town Mm -hmm. any port they can find faces pass because they're walking fast (laughs) well they're the type of guy (laughs) that song that's my tautology song because the only thing i can sing it is well i'm the kind of guy that's the kind of guy i am (laughs) which isn't a lyric but i'm very glad (laughs) i know but i prefer it's just it's my tautology i like anyway um what was i gonna say uh she gives them some basic advice on where to stay and where not to and where to eat and so on. Introduces herself as Juliet, and I don't remember her last name. Uh, Margulies. Mark, what? <laughs> Juliet Monroe? Something like that? Something with an M. I, I lost it because I could only hold one M last name, and it was more. <laughs> Juliet McHoo gives a shit. Her name's Juliet, and she... Monroe, I was right. Hey, hey. you did it. Good job. And uh, and she's they might run into her in town if they go and eat at that there wagon wheel yeah, restaurant. Yeah, the wagon wheel. Maybe I'll see you there later. Mm-hmm. And, and Dean's like, yeah, I'll see you later with my penis. Because <laughs> it has an eyeball in it. You talk about penis Georgia? Yeah, I'll see you later in penis Georgia. <laughs> That's this postcard I have here. <laughs> Hoping to see you in penis oh, Georgia. The gateway to foreskin. <laughs> We're a proud erect people. <laughs> <sighs> you doing okay there, John? I'm doing great. <laughs> so they leave. They leave. And Dean's like, she was a hot lady and I would like to bang hot ladies. 
And Sam's like, really? I didn't think she was hot or anything. I thought she was nice. I'm the type of person that likes to eat a nice green salad and settle down with a a good lady and spend the rest of my life with her. And Dean's like, I just like fucking and burgers. (laughs) Oh, I thought she just had a nice personality. A (laughs) nice fuckable personality. I don't even see a person. I see what's on the inside. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Sam. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh... And now, another M last name, we go to Ralph McCraig. Ralph McCraig is our victim of the start of the episode du jour. Yes. Uh, he is driving around drunk on beers because he's been out fishing at the lake. And he has been in this town forever. Uh, they he... do everything they can to set him up as local dirtbag Phil McCraig. Oh, yeah. He's been here. He grew up as dad died when he was a kid and so uh like he's been poor his whole life and he went and joined the army for the gulf war and then that's the only time he's ever been out of this podunk little town and he's never seen combat the closest he got was when he got in a bar fight in germany during the during iraq during the war the war world war ii By the way, he's a ghost. By the way. (laughs) I don't know if I should mention this. Led with that. I feel like he's a ghost that was both in World War II and the Gulf War. (laughs) He's like the Wolverine of ghosts. He is, in fact, the Wolverine of ghosts. That's what we forgot to probably should have led with that, too. His real name's (laughs) Logan. Man, there's a lot of leads we're burying here. Sorry. Uh, He's, yeah, he's a, a salvage logger. Which means it's his job after uh, someone goes through it and clear cuts for us to cut down everything else in that neighborhood. Well, it, his job is to get stuff that's like fallen trees yeah, or stumps, loose, like small trees that aren't going to have a chance to grow. He's when they don't have a logging license to do things. He just goes in and gets the wood that you can. Yeah. Yeah. So he does salvage work. It it seems like it it's contracted. So it seems like it's all very above board and everything. Oh, yeah. But it, it the book seems to want to write it in a way that makes it feel like it might be disreputable. Eh. Uh, I mean, he's he even mentions like land managers like it the way they like it these days, which is single large trees every 30 feet or so. Oh, yeah. No they one just likes like undergrowth. it to look neat because this is a tourist area. So they're yeah. like, all right, we we know people are going to want to go out in the forest. So we don't want it to just be overgrown. So his job is to go in and get out all the stuff that would be in the way of enjoying this nice natural forest. Yeah. Now, he is a little tipsy on beers because he's been out ice fishing. Yeah, he had a nice old sixer because it's, you know, late in uh, the year. It's Mm -hmm. in December. So there's just enough coolness and snow on the ground that he can have a sixer and keep it cool while he fishes. Now, he is mad at himself because he's at least a little tipsy off it, and he's used to being able to handle a six-pack of beer without getting drunk at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, But he skids around on the ice and bonks into stuff and basically has a rough drive home. But when he gets home, he's feeling better, and his thought to himself is, I should call some lady I know and bang her at my house. Ah, yeah, old... Doris, maybe? Doris Miss Doris McDolores. Dolores McClordis. <laughs> Mulva. John, enough with the with Georgia, I get it. <laughs> anyway, Doris or Dolores, whatever her name is, is is not even a character. She's just a a woman that he has seen on the side and might call again some this evening to see if she'll bring him some dinner and have sex with him. Yes, and do what his father would refer to as 
knocking the boots. I prefer to think that that was like literal, and his father called knocking boots, knocking boots, and they, they, they just knock their boots uh, together. Uh, uh, I'm winning. Let's take this to a boot fight. Boot fight. <laughs> boot fight, go! Uh, uh, we're having fun. We live here all the time instead of being tourist folks. Uh, we're ghosts. <laughs> Thanks for bringing all that hot dish. <laughs> Sorry the lid got dropped in the woods. Uh, I mean, the other thing to let you know that this guy's a local and he He's kind of a dirtbag is that he is driving drunk, but also that he has once taken a shot at a tourist who was driving way too fast around a corner with his gun. Yeah, but not even like a dangerous shot at a tourist. Like he was he was out pissing on the side of his truck when a BMW passed too close for his comfort. So he finished pissing, went to his truck, got one of his two guns in his truck and shot at the taillights of the BMW, which was already like three miles away. Yeah, just shot in the general direction of where this car was. Yeah. So, you know, he's not really a, a, a major league dirtbag, but he's a petulant little piece of shit. Yeah. And it's OK if he gets eaten by a bear ghost in a minute. Yeah, he's got. You know, some worries about, oh, he's getting older and maybe he won't be able to handle a chainsaw, but... How does it feel, John, to, to, to have him say he's feeling a little older? Why, 30's just around the corner, or 40's 40. just around the corner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I handle a chainsaw just fine. I, I assume I, I'm sure <laughs> I've I never do. I've never handled one before, so I'm sure I'll handle it exactly the same as I would have. I have handled a chainsaw. <laughs> that said, it didn't have a chain on it. I was using it to scare Halloween haunted house guests. Yes. <laughs> As, uh, actually, I have also used a real chainsaw to cut wood. I have not. Yeah. And nor shall I. I had to do it as part of an Eagle Scout project, so I have done it personally. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Okay. Anyway, when he gets out of his car at his house and he's planning to move, he's opening up a barn that's got a broken door or something. And yeah, he's, he's just headed to the just, barn real just quick. Standard shit that a, a guy about to get murdered by a monster does where he's like, oh, my old creaky barn is hard to get open. Wait, did I just hear animal sounds? Yes, and he hears a bunch of slobbery animal noises. And when he turns, <gasps> the shadow of a bear is there and he tries to run, but trips and eats shit and apparently there was some broken bottle glass and he cuts his hand open yep now he's got a bloody hand and he runs all the way back to his truck not worth going to the barn what if the bear's willing to wait outside the barn all night plus it's so hard to get that creaky barn door open and the guns are in his truck yeah makes the most possible sense so he runs back to his truck but he's too late he tries he's to so, get the door his open. hand is so bloody he can't get the door open and then he then the monster's on him and it's a bear and it's the ghost of a bear and sometimes it's not there at all it's like a multiple images ghost yeah it's sometimes it's a bear and sometimes it looks like the decomposed body of a bear mm -hmm. and sometimes why it's just nothing at all and sometimes nothing at all sometimes there's a man <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your Simpsons one. It was also very good. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry. That's it's okay. I I, I apologized. <laughs> it's okay. You you stepped on it with a Lebowski reference, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> At least it was a Trump. <laughs> At least I played the proper suit in the next line of our hearts game. Yes. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he gets his throat ripped out and he he is dead. That and is he, our first victim of the new cycle. And with his final thoughts, he's like, well, I'm glad I didn't call Doris or Dolores over here for any boot knocking because she wouldn't want to be here for this. She wouldn't want to knock these boots. Little does he know that ghost is Dolores or a, Doris, a ghost werebear with a changing name. Uh, 
It's Doris. It's Dolorbus. <laughs> ah, Dolorbus. <laughs> That's in Tennessee, right? Yeah, Dolorbus, Tennessee. I, I'll never stop. Never, ever stop. <laughs> okay, so Ugh. he's dead. So that guy's dead. <laughs> Definitely needed that. And then obviously we need a chapter where Sam and Dean find him so they can be like, oh, no, it started. And so chapter three starts with them driving around town. Yes, and now we get it from Dean's point of view. And Dean is... We're getting it Dean style. <laughs> oh, that's with the uh, fried onions, right? <laughs> that's correct, yes. Okay. <laughs> this ch- this it's, chapter... It's, it's Dean style, double secret probation. <laughs> oh, no, Dean. Supernatural house. Uh, so they are driving through the podunk little town and... You know, they find the wagon wheel, which is just some diner with a wagon wheel on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they find a bar because there always has to be a bar in every Supernatural episode. And they pass the Bidewee, the the inn that they shouldn't go to because of the cockroaches. Yep. Uh, but they have yet to find the Trails End, the, the uh, motel they should go to, according yes. to Juliet. And there's no one out and about. And Dean's like, oh, no, are we too late? Is the entire town murdered? And Sam's just like, no, it's a small town, my dude. You've lived your entire life going small town to small town hunting things. How do you not know that at, like, 9 o'clock this small town <laughs> has nothing going on? By 8 p.m. every night, I'm in bed with a different woman, Samster. <laughs> Sammy, I don't think you understand. I fuck. I assume they call each other Samster and Dino. Is that uh, Dino... <laughs> Sometimes, but it's Sammy. Oh, it's Sammy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Samwise and Dean Burt. I'm up to speed. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carry the load. <laughs> so Dean is once again a little irritable to be told what is effectively just an obvious true fact by his damn city slicker college brother. Uh, who went to Stanford, by the way. Yes. And almost graduated from pre-law before his girlfriend went up like an on-fire pinata. Yeah, after they went to go find a Wendigo and then came back, and it was like, oh, no. Uh, and Dean feels slightly guilty about this because he's like, you know. Father Dean- didn't want him in the business. Well, he left, and so Dad was like, fuck you, if you leave, don't come back. Yes, which I the book has it actually has the line of like it, my, my all I remember is my father saying don't come back and I was like oh that's kind of a neat idea because what if his father meant that as in like this isn't a life for that anyone should have so if you if you manage to escape this stay escaped please which is sort of true because mm-hmm. like uh Sam yeah. Man, I don't know if I want to get into the full background of this, but yes, Sam was sort of given more opportunities to try and not be just absolutely immersed in the whole Mm -hmm. monster hunting thing. But then it pulled him back in. Yeah, and that's why Dean feels guilty. He's like, there was no demon nonsense, everything was fine, but the second I went back and tried to get my brother to join me in the family business again of hunting monsters mm-hmm. that's when his girlfriend died and maybe it's my fault yeah yeah so uh the two of them are just sort of viewing the small town and right as is dean's like yeah i guess it's not haunted they pass by the town grocery store and there's a woman with two kids wheeling a, a truckload of groceries out to her car and D- sam's like see look at that there's even a family outside no one's being mauled by ghosts we're fine. I'm glad we did that trip to the Grand Canyon. 
I'm glad too, Sammy. I love seeing big holes. <laughs> I love seeing completely ruined holes, Sammy. <laughs> There's one thing I love. It's just big gaping holes. <laughs> Next week, we gotta head out, out to Prolapse Canyon. <sighs> I hope to God it's raining. <laughs> We're gonna head up to Gooch, Montana. <laughs> we'll take the booch way. <laughs> That's just for me and you. Uh, that, that joke's for us. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's that booch pass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No one else. No one. I guess Claire. Hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hey, friend of the show. <laughs> but yes, they do eventually find the trail's end. And they're like, oh, look at this. It's a classic sleepy town inn. And the guy running it is a million years old. And. They have a picture of a Native American on a horse outside that always makes Dean sleepy. Yeah, because apparently I guess this is a famous picture or something. I think I know what picture it is. I mean, I can picture it in my mind, but I don't know if it's a famous picture. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, like I said, I'm fairly certain I know the specific picture. I, I don't know what it's called or anything, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I have, uh, I, I have it in my head. But yeah, they meet an old guy who they are. This is our first chance. When they met uh, Juliet, they didn't lie about their names or anything to her. They had no aliases, which was a surprise to Sam, who's used to Dean doing that like like anyone else changing the meter he, or plugging the meter. He's just, he lies like it's second nature to him. Yeah. I mean, they he's got dozens of different IDs for tons of different organizations. And, you know, as soon as they meet the guy who runs the inn, he immediately goes into... Hey, I'm Dean Osborne, and I'm from National Geographic, and we're here doing a story about small towns near the Grand Canyon, and so we're going to do that. Yeah. The painting that that is probably on the trail's end uh, in uh, is called End of the Trail. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so that, that would explain why. All right. Okay. And while, while, why Dean has seen it enough times that it makes him sleepy on sight is a different question entirely. I mean, I guess apparently enough small town motels are called have that. that picture. Yeah, because you know it's called that because it had they have the painting out front. I yeah. don't. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, now they're pretending to be from National Geographic. Yep. And so, uh, <laughs> the old guy's like, "I used to read that. It showed boobies." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you old coot." He's not wrong. It pretty much stopped at a certain point. But for a long time, my parents had a vault, had, had a complete set they inherited that dated back to, like, 1928. Oh, yeah. So they had, like, the one where they discovered Pluto. Uh, it was some pretty neat shit, but also there was some... Old, you know, some boobies. Some, old, some really old-timey boobies. I, I Even as a little kid reading through those, I was like, this lady... Let's see, this episode's from... Or this issue's from 1936. Yeah, this lady's dead. This is a, <laughs> this is a dead lady. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they... Uh, they get a room, but, oh, it's not long after they've fallen asleep that they hear sirens, and that means it's time to get on the job. Yeah, now, we establish at this point that while Dean is the one who usually is all hard-charging and wanting to solve all the mysteries right away and get this shit over with, not if he's sleepy. No. He's like, no, don't wake me up. Sirens might be anything. Well, Dean is currently just bemoaning the fact that oh during the day i have to investigate whatever's going on and during the night i have to fight whatever's doing it 
and there's just no time for good old sleepy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what will I be? Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, uh, so yeah, he, he eventually is roused by his much more gung-ho about this right at this moment, Brother Sam, and off they go to investigate. The siren had already receded into the distance, but Agnes stands on the hammer when it comes down when it comes to that Impala, and they catch up to the ambulance in just a few minutes. Well, uh, yeah. Sheriff's, sheriff's car. I mean, it's, it's a small town. It's not exactly like there's a lot of places it was going to well, go. Well, yeah, and it, but it leaves town. It goes all the way back out towards the, uh, the Grand Canyon. Uh, and ends up at, obviously, Phil McCraig's house. <laughs> Ralph McCraig's. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Raven C.S. McCracken's. <laughs> and uh, this is when we get to meet the sheriff. Yep. And small town, when they go to introduce themselves, you know, it might have been awkward because Dean might have said, like, oh, we're with the FBI or something, but... He gets cut off before they can introduce themselves and is like, oh, you're those National Geographic boys. The guy down at the end already told literally everyone in town. And because we're a shitty small town, you guys are pretty much celebrities at this point. Well, yeah, and it, it probably didn't help Sam's plan to just lie to that innkeeper by saying we're with National Geographic. We're going to do a big story that's going to put your town on the map. We're going to want to interview some people here as well. I tell you what, when we install this monorail, you'll be as big as Shelbyville. <laughs> he probably should have been, you know. I put vagina on the map, but I can do it for you. <laughs> can you put our town G-Spot on the map? Oh, it's completely impossible. <laughs> I can't put clitoris on the map. No one can find it. <sighs> <sighs> Good job. Clitoris Georgia has now joined the roster. <laughs> you did that. That was you. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> I assume they pronounce it clitoris. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, clitoris. <laughs> Welcome to clitoris, Georgia. <laughs> Shouldn't that be clitoris? Nah, man, you ain't from around here. This is clitoris. <laughs> That's my son, clitoris. <laughs> clitoris, get in here! <laughs> Damn boy spends all his time in that little boat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take that damn hat off, son. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How you doing? Uh, the sheriff <laughs> greets them and knows who they are. But he's like, oh, man, it, I don't want to see any of this in your story. You know, we don't want tourists catching wind of this. It's a good thing it happened during the winter outside of tourist season because mm -hmm. that would definitely hurt our small town. I'm really glad this happened at that one specific time. I'm really I'm, glad I'm so this guy's dead because this guy was this guy. mauled by ghost bears, but it but in a convenient time for me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like half a guy now. He doesn't have the bottom part of his face. Oh, yeah. His, Someone's chest, opened his is chest is completely up. torn open. Yeah. Uh, Dean is the one who's getting a good look at this, and he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, I recognize, I recognize Carnage when I see it, but I'm not like a doctor or anything. Not like my fancy college learning brother. <laughs> oh, I hate him, but I want to get lost in his arms. And one thing I appreciate about not having watched the show is I can just give them whatever the fuck voices I want. I know. It's great. <laughs> and we get a little thing where Dean's like, oh, you know, I've seen this a million times, but I never get used to it. And I hope I never do because it's the disgust and anger at seeing a body like this that keeps driving me to do what I do. Yeah. Now, for the moment, as far as anyone can tell, I mean, I know Sam and Dean have their suspicions, but this could just be a bear. And I mean, the sheriff says as much He's like this. Might have been a wolf or a bear or something. It's, you know, there's no reason to assume that it was anything else. Yeah. Um, 
But hey, no pictures, okay? And Sam, Sam's like, I'm not going to take pictures of that. What are you kidding? No, gross. Ew. Ew. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Gross. Eh, no. Yeah, I don't like it. Eh. I want to go back to college. <laughs> I like studying law. Sodium chloride. <laughs> Little shit. Uh. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, I need a glass of dihydrogen monoxide. Sheriff Beckett is just like, oh, well, you boys, you know, uh, just try not to talk about this too much. But, you know, if you ever want to interview me, I'll be around. That's Beckett with two T's there, son. Eh? Eh? You hear Sheriff Beckett? Yeah, Beckett, (laughs) B-E-T. Sheriff Becktit. I'm from Georgia. <laughs> Bit kicked. <laughs> All right. So I need to remember what happens at this point. Phil, take us home, John. Oh, I mean, the very end is pretty much just the sheriff being like, well, boys. Uh, we don't like your kind around here. We love your kind around here. <laughs> you stick around as long as you want and spend big damn monies. But he's like, oh, man. And, it, you know, it's it's good that no one's going to find out about this, too, because we've got a mall popping up. That's it's amazing right. you didn't see it. And they're like. A mall? <laughs> and the sheriff's like, yes, sir. It's the biggest mall in town. Three restaurants, two gas stations. Why, they even got a baby gap. <laughs> you can go there to the Olive Garden, and when you're there, you're family. <laughs> what do you think the three restaurants they have are? Oh, it's probably... Ooh, let's go with a Denny's. Okay. A... It's probably just going to go up in scale in terms of how much money you're willing to spend. So you have oh, yeah. Big there's, Nights. There's yeah. the, the Denny's, That's the, the Applebee's, Applebee's, and the Olive Garden. Uh, the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden is the one you get dressed up and to Everyone's all fancy, uh, excited about the Olive Garden because there ain't never been no Italian restaurant around. <laughs> See some Italians. <laughs> well, I don't cotton to you big towny New Yorker Italians, but I got to tell you, this bologna Alfredo is delicious. <laughs> And you Why, say this, this tour of Sicily is mighty fine with your deep fried lasagna. And you say this here's authentic? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, authentico? <laughs> I don't know why we're giving these accents to <laughs> rural Arizona. <laughs> it's a pocket of rural Arizona that is also Kentucky. Yeah. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bill. Well, I tells you. Uh, so anyway, yes. I thought that was a never-ending bowl of pasta consarnet. <laughs> this is a fast-growing place, says Beckett, and they're they're planning on getting mighty big. And why we think even people from Nevada and Utah maybe want to settle down here, and why it's going to be big. And of course, at that point. Sam's like, once they leave, goes, oh, man, before when we thought it was just going to be this small town, we thought we might have to deal with, like, a few murders because last time this happened, 10% of the population died, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a decimation. But now he's like, ooh, with this new mall and everything, we could be looking at hundreds of murders. Mm Mm-hmm. But luckily, now there's a mall we can go have our adventure in. So we'll, that's probably where we'll but do the But now I this. can find this ghost while eating a Cinnabon. 
Look, if there's one thing I like to do, it's fight ghosts. And if there's two things I like to do if I have time, is fight ghosts and shop at Old Navy. And if there's three things I like to do, it's just get lost in my brother's eyes. <laughs> oh, hold on. Got something on your lip there, Deanster. <laughs> <laughs> Deanie B. <laughs> We're done. That is it. That's, that is, that's <laughs> the end of the chapter. That's everything that's in the chapters. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you thought that we were making this entire thing up, given the amount of dumb shit that we have been doing and the vamping that has been going on. I want to just assure you that we are indeed reading a supernatural novel. I mean, I'm going to post a picture of the cover. It'll be okay. It's all okay. People are going to think I photoshopped it. It wouldn't be hard, would it? I mean, it's just a picture of Sam and Dean Winchester. Uh, They just superimpose them over... You got a a postcard from Arizona, and you... It's not even Arizona. Those are Joshua trees. They're in California. Oh, hey, what do you know? (laughs) Nice. I mean, maybe there's some Joshua trees in Arizona, but... We're, we're the ones who are famous for them, so up yours, Arizona. Ah! And also up yours in general, Arizona. <laughs> and also... <laughs> I would love it if ghosts ate Arizona. Eat more Arizona, you ghosts. Stay out of here. I can't go to the zoo in November anymore because you weirdos. Yeah, stay out of here, you gold brickers. <laughs> stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. <laughs> stay the fucking eagles, man. <laughs> yeah. Get out my fucking cab. <laughs> so here we go. Um... As always, you can go find bonus content over on the Patreon. Yeah, you go to patreon.com slash systemmastery, join us at the $2 or above level, you're going to unlock our expanded, expounded universe, and right now we're going to go find out a little bit about the world of Supernatural for you. I hope so. I haven't even tried looking at the wiki yet. I have work to do. Oh, well, the great thing is... I assume you could just hit random on the wiki and find anything and be like, what the fuck is this? You're probably right. So I'll be the one doing bonus content for people who are in my boat who have no familiarity with Supernatural beyond that it's the first part of Super Who Lock. Uh, And then John will probably be doing advanced class. Oh, yeah. Well, this is going to be basically like when we started doing it for Star Wars and I was like, I don't know shit beyond the movies, and you're like, I read a bunch of books. That's fair. That's fair. Plus a bunch of role-playing games. I, I was ready to go. Oh, yeah. All so right. N- now how the tables have turned. <laughs> kind of? Like a little? Yeah, like a like a shitty, lazy Susan. <laughs> I mean, don't be mean to her just because she's lazy. <laughs> Please, uh, don't throw stones, John. You live in a glass house when it comes to laziness. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. That's the Patreon, by the way, patreon.com slash system mastery. That's the $2 level. If you can't do that, by all means, please leave us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Lord knows this episode deserved some kind of review. Oh, yeah. Or editing. No. Let let everyone know what's going on here. Upon further review, we have decided not to do this anymore. (laughs) Uh, I got to tell you, though, for breaking from our normal tradition and star wars and everything i had a very fun time today <laughs> i'm glad well i hope you i hope we can keep it rolling because there's like nine more episodes of this oh yeah so uh stay tuned for more of that and we'll see you real soon until then i've been god is elan sleazebagiano even make sense anymore what do i say now i've been i've been castiel dean winchester <laughs> <laughs> please let me let me name one character on the show that's not the main two i've been castiel and And I don't love anything because that's a weird human emotion.